Welcome to New Hemp Times 2.0. Woo! Hey. Welcome, Welcome my fellow hemp nuts and cannabis enthusiasts to the even more sweeter smelling studio located here in Manhattan and New York. Yes. My name is Jayhan Marku and I am your cannabis researcher for this podcast. One of two here. We're also joined by Dr. Jan Roberts. Hello Jan. everybody. Uh, clinician specializing in cannabis, as well as the illustrious Randy Cameroon Jr. Hey, hey, Whoa, how are you? Farmer Randy. What's up, folks? <laughs> and today, Randy is going to lead things off for us with a little discussion. I of- certainly am. Okay. Hold uh-oh. on, though. Hold uh-oh. on. I'm sorry. And I know we haven't done this, but welcome back to season two. Yeah. We had episode one without you, Jay Hans. So this is the first time oh, our team right. has been back together to ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And Greer is on sabbatical yep. following the uh, uh, illustrious performance in The Joker. Right. We're so proud of our buddy Greer. And he's on sabbatical. He's on sabbatical. What's, what's her last name? <laughs> I thought it was he doing comedy in Greece. He's yeah. like sabbatical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sabbatical themacosis is uh, her name. Anyway, I just wanted to check in. Yeah. What's you, the latest? What's the latest with you? Well... We are grinding hard at Brooklyn Sprout Social Enterprise slash Afia next week on the 29th. Yeah. Uh, the, oh God, I forgot her position. <laughs> Lori Cumble, the councilwoman, oh, will good. be coming to the STEAM Center along with Deputy Mayor Phil Thompson to sign off on our construction <gasps> build at the Navy Yard. Oh. So, you know, we've waited a year for yep. this damn thing to happen. So they finally gotten their act together. Yeah. And um, one more step closer. Oh, that's wonderful. Randy. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Jayhan, how are you doing? Good. What Busy. Did- <laughs> he gave a Greer answer. Good. I, that's it. I learned from the best. From the best. <laughs> oh. Keep it short. No, oh, I God. just literally got done uh, teaching a remote class before walking over here uh, to the University of Minnesota where they are launching a, uh, a hemp uh, class this semester, <clears throat> teaching all their... Uh, agronomists their future plant researchers mm-hmm. uh, about cannabis and i was charged with coming in to talk about the pharmacology and how these drugs interact with people who may be growing it soon at the university and studying it really wow so how are you nice. switching gears to like podcast mode from educational mode i, I actually never left podcast mode <laughs> there it is <laughs> the remote talk was basically a podcast with slides exactly exactly i've seen that in your face and you know, he's got it on automatic and you know randy he he was probably having to keep those students calm like he tries to keep us right. know, sedated too well pass the vape pen around the oh, class and, it uh, took him a while to warm up because i used a lot of like memes and other uh-huh. infographics to kind of see if people are paying attention and were they? Well, at first I could see like some of the kids because they actually had a high def camera, so I could see the students. I could like I tell these like stupid cheesy jokes, and they just kind of like look at each other, and they're like, "Is it okay to laugh? He has a PhD." Like, <laughs> what What year are they in? Are these? Uh, these are like second year, third so- year, sophs and juniors. But they did not like hold back asking questions. I mean, they're like, "Oh, is it Q and A time? Let me just take these gloves off. Yeah. It's bare knuckle Burmese time." <laughs> yep. I was like, "What was that? A headbutt?" And yep. They were like. <laughs> They're like, we know you you know about cannabis. What do you know about terpenes interacting with pharmaceutical drugs? I'm just like, oh, here we go. I showed up late for the test and I didn't prepare. But it was like, I was really, the point is I was really impressed that they paid attention and were asking 
really good follow-up questions. Like, okay, well, you talked about this, but what's next? Has there any research that builds on what you discussed today? And that, I was genuinely impressed. Um, and it's very rare in you know 17 years of doing this that you get stumped on a cannabis question. And Did there, you get stumped? There was like one or two where I was like, I didn't have a great answer. And I'm like, man, I, I think I know where to find that answer. But yeah. it was just some stuff that um, I hadn't thought about. Uh, I, very much i love it someone stumped you because usually i've never seen you stumped yeah. before yeah peter i'm coming for you on social media <laughs> just watch out <laughs> someone's a little stumpy wow Damn, peter all right peter <laughs> we'll get oh. you back for that yeah. one well, i'm so glad to be here with you guys i just wanted to check in yeah uh, and um we uh we've anyway just missed you guys well just we didn't get one from oh from me yeah ah, i'm okay no, okay. game let's well, have no, some. I mean, look, I'm just gonna be real. I'm yeah. going through a separation okay. and all that fun stuff. So uh, I'm hanging in there. Life is good. I am so grateful for what I have, but Damn just right. trying to, you know get used to the new water. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a good one, you know. It's filled with lots of adventure and friends like you guys. Right. And um so, you know, I'm doing well. My teacher, I studied Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Um, from a Tibetan Buddhist. Mm-hmm. And he's actually coming in town. Um, he's staying at my apartment. I have a two-bedroom. And uh, Geshe-La is coming in to teach at the Tibet house this Monday. So if anyone's, well, no one's going to know this, but it's probably going to be after the fact when it's posted online. But um, Why do I see this little monk? He is. He's he in, is the in the burgundy, full garb. Yep, robes. He's going to be staying with me. He's okay. known my kids since they were little kids. Like He's known gray. Yep. Grayson since he was like two. Really? Or younger than two, yeah. So he's like part of my family. And he's coming here. He's doing a whole thing at the Tibet house, teaching about meditation yeah, and how that can actually help you get rid of negative emotional states. And he's very powerful. And so, he has been very instrumental in my life and mm. trying to kind of learn. You know, I use a lot of mindfulness yes. and, and I've meditated. And he's just taught me a lot of things. So, so I'm just curious, what is his uh, opinion about the world of cannabis and would probably be against it really yeah because it can alter your perceptions yes <clears throat> and so for him you know buddhist precepts are really like to re- refrain from any kind of mind yes. altering substance yeah but you know we can agree to disagree sure <laughs> yeah and this is my house little buddha man <laughs> I, I don't know like yeah. know. just say no can well you when you're trying to eat just like one grain of rice a day like siddhartha <laughs> cannabis will not help with that will discipline. not <laughs> <laughs> And let's be real. Didn't cannabis come from that region? Yeah. So, you so, know, it's I mean, Tibetan Plains. Come so. on, dude. So it's it's like, no, it's go back good. to your roots. No, no we're happy. Good. Maybe it's we should good. have him on the show. Oh, my God. I love him. He yeah. can tell you stories. Anyway. So, I'm excited about this episode because our globe trotting ass doctors <laughs> just got off the plane. <clears throat> Next time you're gonna put me in the baggage, I think. We're gonna have to store Farmer Ran in the under in the, the, the carry on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm so impressed. We went from China a month ago. I or, think it was about no, no two months. Was, was it July? July? Yeah. Good lord. We've been off the air for a long time. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. So um to all of our fans, if you remember uh July episode, we had gotten back from China on an amazing trip. And we did a really cool um, interview about that trip. And um, my two colleagues just came back from a 
trip to Bogota. Yes, Colombia. Colombia. And it had nothing sex- to do with no cocaine either. No. Good. Some, there are sexy Colombian men out there. I are they really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we did get you a small present. From hey, <laughs> uh, the indigenous people send their regards. Oh my god, wait, I wait. am so touched. I wish everybody I could wish see it. Wait, wait, wait. Button. Can you? I'll take a picture of this. All right, we'll put it online. But yep. I want you to also hold on, hold on, hold on. You damn it! it. I get you. You're so damn cute. <laughs> All right, I want you to look at it and now read it and see what it says. It says coca, coca leaves. It, yeah. What is that? It's is a, it the real? It's Coca Tea from oh, nice. the indigenous people. <laughs> Are you there's serious? A, there's a price tag on the back. I'm going to need you to reimburse me. Good Lord. <laughs> Ten, dude. <laughs> it's it's 10,000 pesos. It's 10,000 pesos. <laughs> okay. Should I not leave fingerprints on this mug, too? <laughs> it's not going to get you intoxicated, uh, but it will cure <laughs> any. Uh, Issues you have with elevation, or uh-huh. you need some more blood flow in the brain. I could use oh GI tract. GI tract. You should have seen Jehan. He. It was so funny. It was our last day in Bogota, and uh-huh. he was dying to find a place he could get this coca tea. He's dying, and you have to understand. We were in like an armored vehicle when we were traveling through Bogota. They had a security guard. All right, with so we're skipping ahead to oh, some whoa. stories because I need well, to no, hear. It was just so funny because what? the cute driver, his name was Alexander, didn't speak any English, obviously, because we're in his country. Yep. So I can't communicate. Luckily, Jehan can, but um, Jehan asked him to take him to a coca tea store and he just looked at Jehan <laughs> like he was so like, he didn't know what to say. Because like, <laughs> they're very, you know, they're very much like, stigma drugs are stigmatized there because of the drug wars of course like more so than here wouldn't you think yeah yeah and it is it is legal in several countries you know they they do treat it so you can't like make extracts from it and stuff like that but But, yeah are these the leaves that you would see the women in the field chewing on that just get the crazy extra energy and stuff like that yeah allegedly allegedly (laughs) that's what we hear but it is it is certified by indigenous people. It's 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 like their official product from the region. Well, I've got some indigenous in me, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to the experience and the um, have to work inspiration. Back, you'll have to work report back how the tea went. Okay, how the tea tasted, yeah. and if you felt any effects. If I felt any effects. Yeah. Now, if I report back and say I can't stop sipping tea. Every four o'clock. Only now you you'll sound know why. Like that. Wait, 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 do it again. I got this new tea habit, Doctor J. <laughs> okay, so I'm just, I, oh I'm seeing God. that I'm, I'm so impressed with my, with my partners here because uh-huh. we're really globe trotting and educating the globe. And I saw some of the pictures from the conferences there, and it wasn't quite as big as the, 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 the. Asian, um, right? Yeah, there conference. were only three hundred people there. Or so. At there, compared to <laughs> yeah. in China, it looked like that was an yeah. Olympic size. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's China. Okay, so <laughs> it is China. <laughs> it's a little bit. Couple people there. <laughs> what we heard. Oh my! Don't God. say anything. Actually, <laughs> you, you know the what Hong you Kong. You know, there's little. Dude, are they going to the- ban our podcast? Yes, they will. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, and burn your shirt. So. <laughs> And we're going to be in Hong Kong too. Are you really? Yeah, in February. No, so we'll I have don't to have know. a show about I don't that. No, it could be really spicy by then over there, dude. We were in armored vehicles in Colombia. We can survive. So, we didn't. 
I didn't realize it was an armored vehicle at first because okay. it's, it's kind of subtle. This the guy was closing the doors like very slowly, and I was like, "Man, this guy's like the best chauffeur." It's like, and then I realized how heavy the doors were, and then when I went to try and like work the windows because it was like steaming up in there, nothing was nothing working. Go down. It was just like I was like tapping the windows, and oh, it was like, it's like, huh, this is weird. Four inches <laughs> thick. Donk, donk, donk. It's like bank bank glass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was it was really kind of a. A, a, a trip um but you know that's the well, you reality know, but you know why they did that um this i guess he was like the board president so we went down to to set Columbia. it up dr jan yeah we went to columbia <clears throat> um we have a client down there and we went there to provide education to some of their physicians as well as to be the invited speakers um for the Society of Pediatrics. So it was a really great honor that they asked us to come down there. We talked about the endocannabinoid system. We talked about the impact on health and conditions, mm-hmm. dosing, I mean, formulations, all that good stuff. So the reason the board president told me he actually still travels around with security because, um, you know, years ago and not too long ago during the drug wars and all that, it was a dangerous place and very wealthy people would get kidnapped. Yeah. And um, he said that the murders, he has had friends and, and um, friends and colleagues who've been kidnapped, murdered and all that stuff. In fact, one of his best friends was running for president um, of Colombia and was assassinated by um, Pablo Escobar's group. His group. And in fact, we actually met the the candidate who was murdered 30 years ago his son is a senator he's just recently retired or you know mm-hmm. left office mm-hmm. but he was responsible for bringing uh, medical cannabis to Columbia. to the country mm-hmm. so is this guy traveling around in this armored car because of his past yeah or because yeah, yeah. this they organization like he has is, no, they, is a target no the um so the board chairman told me that he still drove around in it because of his fears just because of the history because it used to be a very violent country yeah. i didn't feel intimidated at all at all i loved it we abs i well i didn't see much of it because i was tired but you know it tired was, from what the, the the travel you mean no i was just uh, you were just a little just, drained the walk work. from the hotel to the client's <laughs> office that 15 minutes was beautiful it was, it was like nice <laughs> a rape of stands everywhere like coffee houses uh, you know they have the they're not, they like literally like, don't be so gringo. Don't go to Starbucks. You got to go to Juan Valdez coffee. Was house. there a literally. difference? Can you, t- was it the. It was the, very good. It yeah. was. Very good. The coffee out there is outstanding. outstanding. I, I bought a bunch too from two different regions. I mean, it is, it's something. So else. is our Colombian stuff watered down or is, yeah. it is? I'm sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's fair trade. Juan Valdez is fair trade. I was impressed in God, we haven't even started talking about cannabis. Right. But I was impressed by how they really appreciate the indigenous people. And and I got a sense that there was such a link and pride in their cultural heritage. And their indigenous peeps go back to the... Pre-Hispanic era. No, so, these are know. the Incas, aren't they? Or is it... or There is or, a lot of... Like every cool story yeah. that you can think of um, outside of the pyramids of, of Mexico, yeah. you have in Colombia. The... the, the Ones that I find most fascinating due to the Ancient Aliens documentary series. Dude, I was Tolima, about to go there. Right. Well, those little I swear. flying things. Yes. We, I went to the museum and they had just like tons of those little weird bird looking flying machines. I bought one at the Museo del Oro that was like. Can go- you send me that picture? Yeah. yeah I'm it, really. That's, 
so there was tons of artifacts from different regions um and you know each kind of culture was a little bit different now definitely like um you know there um you know the mayans and the aztecs were like just they would have taken over the whole continent yeah um if the spaniards hadn't uh, shown up right i mean they were really rolling over people but there's also like the lost city of gold and things like that and some cultures that had really developed um due to like salt trade, uh, yep. gold, platinum, silver is widely abundant there. I mean, some it of the jewelry crazy. is so inexpensive there. We, you, we went to, to the believe. Museum of Gold and it was unreal. Really? It was like after a while, it's like, eh, yeah, beautiful, priceless artifact. Like, turn, yeah, the, yeah. turn this all into iPhones. <laughs> right, right. So, so paint the uh, conference for us. And, and what, was the, what was the theme? Yeah. And I saw pictures, so I kind of want to hear about what yeah. each of the discussions yeah. were. You want, okay. So picture it. Bogota, <laughs> Colombia. Thursday morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Thursday so the, morning. So the first kind of intense teaching day was a small kind of intimate one for physicians that were trying to teach how to talk to other physicians. And okay. so this was more like sitting around a huge conference table with a dozen or so clinicians and kind of slowly going through stuff really in-depth. And it's different when you're sitting at a table going through stuff with someone versus standing up in front of a, a group of two, 300 people. Sure. Um, and so that was, again, a train-the-trainers program we set up. And then the next day... Is it, is it less for you? Is it a little bit more stressful? Um, it, it's easier to read a dozen people than uh, it sure. is like... Because when you got two, three hundred people, you start seeing like people falling asleep yep. and all this stuff. It gets yep. distracting. And, and it yeah. was only like a few people who actually spoke English. So you have to understand, we were sitting there with two interpreters oh. in the room, and they had headsets on, listening to it being spoken to in in Spanish. So it was interesting. The language barrier, obviously, so you're pausing is there. for them. Your, your cadence we're trying has changed. To. Yeah, yeah, your cadence is a little. Yeah. It's well, slower. that was the same thing as in, in China also. Yeah. Well, sometimes I'd like to make those translators work for their money, and I just like, <laughs> go on the supercalifragilistic expialidocious explanation of cannabinoids, and then I just like wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, the tongue twister rapper. I, I wish, Randy, you could see Jehan, because sometimes he does some funny things when he's teaching. Uh -huh. He tells really kind of funny jokes that... They were kind of lost in translation. So they don't culturally <laughs> cross over and they're like... Well, no, because the translators would have to translate the nuances and yep. stuff. And I think Some that... Some of them did translate pretty well. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got my laugh, suckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he did a great job. He's always... He always throws down the gauntlet. Yeah. And I think, you know, what was the most rewarding thing was one, the, the people we were working with down there were very happy with the outcome because the, the, the clinicians that showed up again, they're like, okay, how's this going to hurt society? I heard this damages the body. And when you come out and you throw down the gauntlet and you say cannabis products are recommended and prescribed to treat neurological conditions, not to cause them, suddenly that whole ball of wax starts yeah. to unravel and right. melt and you have to quickly fill that with good information because sure. you're trying to change a bit of a paradigm there. And it, um, they were generally very receptive to it. Once you gave them, like, I gave them this intense kind of foundation yep. of how it works, just yep. the me mechanics, demystifying it, just like kind of like throwing open the hood of a car and being like, this is how it works. Yeah. 
And then Jan showed him how to drive it. <laughs> <laughs> nice setup. No, that makes sense. We have a tag team. Approach. That's how you do it. Wait, what is it that you call you call me? What is it that you say? I'm like the rabbit, or what? Oh well, it, it depends on the situation, but I always like um, when we're kind of working on research projects and trying to maybe negotiate something. I, I kind of think of like um, a race. Yes. And sometimes when you're doing like uh, the marathon mile run, you have one person who runs out in front of everybody to set the, the pace the and the pace tone rabbit. so that someone else can break yep. their record. Yep. That's kind of what Jan does with the clinical information. <laughs> and like, I'm like mechanism, mechanism, have to explain how this works. And you know, it really sets the pace and the tone. Sure. And it, it's helpful. No, because, it makes sense. Cause I'll get lost in detail unless I have that he, person he, to set the pace. He gives them the buffet of information. And sometimes, obviously with physicians, you don't see this a lot of times, yep. but I've been in meetings with Jayhan where he starts saying all this stuff to like just John Smith or yep. whatever. Yep. And they get this look on their face. Like they're totally Glassy. lost. <laughs> I'm like, Jayhan, you're giving them too much, buddy. Let it go. Like, Let it go. He's so- falling into a trance. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> they're trancing out. Bring him back. Bring him back. <laughs> So question. Yeah. Um I I see two parallels in 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 China and Colombia in this. China in the uh their issue with uh opium and Colombia with their stereotypical huge cocaine situation and both countries never really embracing um cannabis on a deep cultural level at least like America has. Right. Is that wrong or is no, that no, no. or am I making an assumption? You're about? right. No. In <clears> fact, <throat> it was fascinating to me to learn about the history of it. So mm-hmm. cannabis was not obviously an indigenous plant to Colombia. Right. It was brought over when the settlers started yep. they came over, brought yep. hemp, and then yep. eventually uh, it actually became adopted a few hundred years ago by some of the indigenous tribes. They started growing it in the mountains and started using it medicinally. And so a lot of people today view cannabis as part of that illegal drug war that was so detrimental to the country you know it was uh, a lot of people cannabis have is included well yeah because that was well that was part of what they were exporting these big drug lords well, were growing true. cannabis and cocaine you know coca right. and then that's processing true. it and they were shipping it all out right. so unfortunately it's been lumped into this huge industry that you hear everyone kind of talk about the horrible years of the drug drug war mm-hmm. you know because that's when the assassinations were taking place yep. and all of that yeah so there is this huge stigma still in fact i saw something today um on linkedin where a physician a colombian phys- physician said that um they noticed that most of the physicians who are, they're talking to in colombia are afraid that it's going to be like it's going to cause an epidemic of use there mm. so there's a lot of fear yeah. in fact one of um one of I had several conversations, two conversations with two delightful people who were part of kind of our working team. Yep. They both came up to me and were afraid that if they, they had never tried cannabis and they were afraid that if they started, they wouldn't be able to stop. These are two doctors. Um, no, but they work with the client where we were working. Okay. And, but very smart people. Really? And so, again, it's lack of information that's scientifically based and feeding kind of their stigma. So they had their own versions of stigma there. 
It, it was fascinating to me as someone who's written about, yes. you know, the stigma of cannabis, about how they're so quick to lump that in with all of these drugs, but it's from a totally different historical concept, uh, you know, context. For yeah. them, it was about the drug war versus kind of like here in the U.S., it was totally racially, a lot of those policies right. were racially driven. But so. in, in here, we've had several drug wars and that's never affected yeah. uh, whether a doctor would, you know, no. go into the area of experimental no, medicine. No, no. And they, I do think so. You, it Absolutely. Has. Absolutely. And explain, have, and ex- maybe well, that's my perception. No, with of, Nixon's uh, war on drugs, yep. he created, you know, the scheduling of cannabis. And he really, you know, their policies, and I forgot the guy's name. Uh, I want to say Ehrlichman. Oh, um, the, the, I know who you're talking you know, about. His, he, his enforcer. Yeah. Uh, and basically it was racially motivated of why they set up some of these policies. They right. wanted to stop. You're talking about Ann Slinger? Or? No, 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 no. In the 90s. It's in my, oh my God. Not in, I did in my the 90s. Anyways. Not 90s. It'll 70s. be in the 70s. 70s. Yeah. It's, I think it was, anyway. Uh, I know you're talking about. But he actually came out in this interview and said that they knew exactly what they were doing. Right. They were trying to regulate cannabis to get rid of the hippies and the blacks. Yeah. And that was those are that his exact words. Goal. And so all of these institutions, like research institutions, um, started studying pathological use of cannabis and were funded specifically to look at the negative effects of cannabis. So that kept reemphasizing and reinforcing the stigma belief as all this research was done to show the negative pieces. All right, let me, all right, just let me, because I think you, well, both of you guys can answer this one, not to put you out there. Is the fact that there are more doctors in the United States that recreationally have an understanding or experience in cannabis um, that made it easier for them to gain an educational understanding on how to treat with it? Because... We might have different answers on this because I would say no. Really? I would say if you would have asked this question of the U.S. 10 years ago, okay. it would be very similar to the way it is in Colombia today. I just think that they have not evolved to understand the medicinal pieces as much as only because our industry is a little bit further along. Mm-hmm. That's why I think some physicians now know about cannabis, but there are tons of physicians here in the States who don't. I had an issue. Um, I, you know, I hadn't seen a patient of mine for a few weeks. His pain specialist, he has a major back problem. They were going to do surgery. This is a client I see who uses cannabis for PTSD. Yeah. His pain surgeon called him to say, I cannot prescribe you medication anymore because you passed, you posted a positive for a drug screen. And I need you to stop using that or I'm not going to be able to prescribe you any medication. And of course, since he quit using cannabis, his flashbacks came back. He can't sleep. His mood's gone down again. He started to just feel a lot more anxiety. Hmm. And I had to call her. I called her. You called her? Of course I did. I had to get a sign um, release because she doesn't know. Well, because they're trying to divert people. He was taking uh, a medication that um, that would help with uh, nerve pain, but also she had given him a low dosage. And this is what I found fascinating. Gave him a low dosage of an opioid. They thought they were going to have, have to do surgery on him. It was that bad. And he never took it according to her dosing because he didn't need it that often. <laughs> and he didn't need that much. And so... 
and this is a very conservative man. And um, I had to call her and she didn't know. She did not know. And I had to explain to her, look, she was like, well, I just won't be able to prescribe him Percocet going forward. And I'm like, do you not understand that if he's taking cannabis, he won't have to take as exactly. much Percocet because she of the way that it impacts it. And doesn't no. believe in the... No, we did a tag team, Dr. Marku and I did. did you? And we sent her articles. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about articles. Yes. So the oh. the wanted picture that I was just impressed with. I was like, look at my boy, dude, on page one, I'd like to say, but I don't know. What, page three. Was it three? Of El Tiempo. The El Times Tiempo. of Columbia. El Tiempo. Yeah. Is, a, what is, so what is that the equivalent of? New York, like the Times of Columbia? Yeah, That's New big York, time, bro. Yeah, it's the biggest newspaper big in time. Columbia. Oh, it's a... So it was a great shot for everybody who doesn't didn't doesn't follow us on Facebook. Well. Third page in El Tiempo. Order your copy now. Order your copy now. <laughs> I should have brought it in. Yeah, but it was but a real did, good shot. I think and I put it on Instagram. You did. I? But those like myself who don't um, You're not read Spanish um, oh, didn't yeah. know what the hell the article was about. So can we have... A little bit of insight, my friend. In, in Espanol or English? In Espanol. <laughs> in Espanol from la Sistema en la Canabra. Es muy importante. But uh, basically, um, the article was um, written by text. So Jan and I actually answered uh, this reporter's questions by, by text in a group <laughs> chat. Hold on, are you serious? Uh, oh, yeah. Just well, wait, this gets better. So... I'm in a meeting about formulations and every like couple minutes, Jan's like, you want to add something to this? And I'm like, yes or no. And I'm like, oh, you got it. Just do it. And, and she really did like most of the work on this thing. And we like send them headshots, our names. And it's just my title, my face that goes in there. And I was oh, like, no. fuckers didn't Fucking even mention me. Chauvinist ass bastards. I, I didn't get it. I thought maybe. You didn't know that? No, I was wondering. I was like, uh, maybe it was just from your talk that. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't even man. enjoy it. I couldn't even enjoy it. It was like bittersweet. I was like, well, this is cool, but boy, do I uh, represent part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and you know, of course, being the I tip- hate myself for this. <laughs> Let me hang but this I will on clip the wall. It and put it on the wall in my. Where no one can see it but me. Exactly. But oh my me. God, you posted it <laughs> to Honey, Facebook. Can we get a frame? <laughs> Of this horrible thing, that this horrible thing without my partner. Well, wait, wait, now wait, that's wait. that pisses me off a little bit. It totally pissed me off. It totally pissed me off because you have to understand, and, and this led to a really interesting conversation Jayhan and I had because as a clinician, I always want to be culturally sensitive, understand the culture that someone's in, appreciate them from where they are, and not to impart my biases on that. Okay. But then, God damn it, just because I'm a woman, you're not going to cite me and you're going to cite my colleague when yeah. I did most of the work. No, I was an pissed. asshole's an asshole and, in and, any country. And so it stinks. I made this comment. I said something to the CEO um, of this company, and he just kind of laughed. He's like, Yeah, it's a man's world. And, what? and I know, but he was making a joke oh. of it. And I was like, Yeah, it is. But it's so bothersome. I, I think I was a little shocked that they didn't try to correct it. The women who worked there were upset for me. Were they? <laughs> yeah. And they should should have been. Yeah, but you know, it's machismo, I guess. So the the entire conference was you guys both did presentations, mm-hmm. um, and when they did the press part at the end, when you were getting, is that how that worked? You oh. got Texas? <clears throat> uh, no, basically. it was actually right before the event started, like I the see. day before. Uh, was the 
you know, kind of they'd send us questions and, and we'd text the answers. Okay. Really wasn't sure. I wasn't like, I was like, is it what newspaper is this for? I had really right. had no idea. I mean, I was like multitasking at the time. And could they not send a reporter over to the hotel? But yeah, well, that was what, it, right. yeah, what yeah, we the thought that was weird. The number one paper? And you know what we even found out? And God bless her. I love Christina who worked there. Okay. She did an entire transcript of it and she even showed it to me because it had my name when I said something, yep. Jay Han's name when yep. he said something. Wow. She was so upset about the article, but she had even done that. I mean, so, and I'm like, this is like the most inefficient way of conducting an art, you know, an interview ever. <laughs> but we have that, a copy of that. I want the original. <laughs> I'm serious. Spanish. I don't like this little editor. <laughs> <A little end. laughs> it's like Why who really you? sung that you know the Millie Vanilli song exactly <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. for those of you who yeah. are too young to remember, to remember get that reference look it up on Wikipedia yeah exactly <laughs> um, poor man <laughs> he's homeless but it, you know it did bring up an interesting discussion about yep. you know the US and this move to have more diversity in teams and make the diversity more visible and more meaningful and impactful it has. It made me wonder about the difficulties of U.S. cannabis companies that are mm-hmm. doing things the right way, mm-hmm. being more inclusive, going out into the world where this is not the norm. Not the norm. And, and you know, if you're have a say a female CEO, yep. they they're gonna that may not get right. you in the newspaper. That That's may not right. get you the meetings. And it was kind of frustrating to think like, while well, we're making all these. This, this progress at home it feels like where i can look at a panel and it's not all white dudes right. that you know have you know own companies right. out there but how does that translate into the international sure. stage it's an issue which yeah. is uh which is another reason i'm so impressed with our friend bobby cos because she yeah. is on the board bobby of Paley. a company that uh we won't name mm-hmm. but um they came out the gate with some practices that weren't Mm -hmm. generally too uh spread or spread Mm -hmm. and equally Mm -hmm. amongst the folks and um she's going to make a difference in in that direction and she already has she already is yeah um but on a world stage that is definitely but who knows maybe that will be the breakthrough things for these companies getting into new markets where you have these groups of people that are basically marginalized they're not getting credit for their work they're being crapped on every day right they might lean towards those international companies that are more diverse and are going to appreciate them and frankly treat them like human beings i hope they do yeah i hope they do you know one of our favorite things was we met some really kick-ass women there i will say that we met uh christina who works for this company and does a lot of um formulation stuff but we met the company this, that hosted you yeah okay but we met this um antonio woman. and paula. paula paula the immunologist oh uh, my god she does like makes these so they have this medicinal garden it's like the licensed facility in the country like the equivalent of like mississippi is yeah. for cannabis for production. but they do everything i mean this was the closest thing to a Willy Wonka tour that really? I'd ever been on. And so, you know, you have these two researchers and, and you know, Paula's making extracts from the garden to test in, in cells and different research models and animals and stuff like that. But Do they process there? They grew 
bunch of different varieties of cannabis, mm-hmm. including hemp or CBD-rich products. Um, there's also poppy plants. Um, and mm. it was like, I mean, and we're walking by these plants, and he's like, here's this yellow flower. Chew on this, and you know, it'll make your teeth numb. It's used in dentistry. And he's really? like, oh, look, here's some milk of a poppy plant. Do you want to try it? He's like, oh, here. He literally tore off a bud off the cannabis plant. And like, like here, <laughs> have this. So I saw a fan leaf that, that oh, was hemp. huge. Yeah, I mean, I was like, what the heck? Hemp? Yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, and was and the tree things. must have been what? Well, yeah, it was it was a good Santa Claus size. Yep, yep. and they also we, had like ayahuasca growing. Yeah. Mm. they had one baby coca plant there, um, but they had tons of indigenous um, plants that they are rescuing and working with local people to preserve those varieties. It's the only like phytopharmacology department in a medical school in Columbia. It was fascinating. It was so fascinating to see all these plants. And how they actually take these plants to study the basic ingredients and the impact really? on health. Yeah, one pharmacology school in the whole. No, phytopharmacology. Phytopharm. So they're plants. looking at plants. Yep. Looking at plant pharmacology and its impact on health. It was right. fascinating. Brilliant. We, we loved it there. It, the, it was really cool. These are like a lot of these plants that they had growing are you really only see dried up versions of them in museums. Sure. And so to actually see them growing, it's sure. like, oh my gosh. I, only read about this it still plant. exists it still exists and it was just so wild to um see them working with the plants cultivating them and being able to say you know what uh this might help a patient we're going to make a magistral preparation so they mm-hmm. have these interesting regulations where you can create to a limited degree a personalized medicine from these plants that's for so some- badass are you serious isn't that cool isn't that cool? Oh, what a... Oh, our our brains were totally firing over there. So how much advanced are they over us with, with these indigenous plants that we don't have access to up here, do you think? I think their foundation is a little bit different than the U.S.'s. Um, I think they definitely have some advantages mm-hmm. um, compared with the U.S. in terms of some of their regulations, but there's some, some drawbacks, too. What did, mm-hmm. How did you frame it when we were down there? You said they were like... 10 years were... Well, I've been saying that about the entire country as far as where they are in cannabis. They're 10 years behind like where we are now. So it was as if, you know, we were back in the US, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago with like the knowledge of cannabinoids and, and, and the knowledge base that's in existence. So... It's kind of like physicians, they are starting from scratch. This was the first ever medical conference in Bogota about cannabis and health. Is there a pothead pot... Wait, say that again. We were the first, the first conference, like medical cannabis conference in Bogota, Colombia. There had been really? business conferences mm-hmm. like MMJ Biz sure, and stuff, but sure. no sort of focusing on the science, targeting health professionals and clinicians and things like that. They really, I, I would imagine they've had tons of business uh, potential partnerships just because the soil and the you climate know, to grow. Yeah. I mean, it's the bomb. It's where well, you want to go. But can I can I say this too? We had the fortune of um of right. talking to and meeting a former senator there. Like I was telling you earlier, American. Sen- no, 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 no. Uh, Colombian senator. Uh, his brother is running for mayor of Bogota, and his father was the presidential candidate who had been assassinated uh. by Escobar. Um, but. He gave a talk at the beginning of the conference talking about how he really felt like cannabis could be something that could be beneficial for people. Mm. And he called on drug deregulation. So even he mentioned cocaine Mm. and psilocybin. So Mm -hmm. all these other 
potentially um, controversial substances mm-hmm. that have actually been shown to have some kind of positive impact yep. in mental health and, and other health issues. Yep. So it was interesting. He's really calling for my understanding was uh, decriminalization, but also potentially legalizing uh, these kinds of substances so that people can use them for medicines um, at, you know, because cannabis obviously is a medicine, but sure. also there are certain opportunities like even with coke, with coca that they can use for yep. topicals and, yep. and stuff like that. Yep. So he, he really was very, he struck me as very kind of forward thinking mm. in his approach. How aggressive is their, uh, their criminalization or treatment of criminals or their, you know, it seems to be, um, one part based on the law and, one part BS. And yep. it seems like it definitely I got from talking with different people. Like some people are like, oh, be very careful. And other people are like, if you have less than this, a, a police officer can't take it from you. I'm like, well, maybe you. Cause well, exactly. my, but right. I, I actually right. got a little bit more clarity of that, Jayhan, yeah. is that with this new president that they had, mm-hmm. that there were more efforts to decriminalize and make it more flexible there. Mm-hmm. But with this new president, he actually slowed down a lot of the um, procedures related to regulations of mm-hmm. cannabis mm-hmm. and THC is still illegal. And so he, he really kind of rolled back some of those protections was my understanding is that when he came in, they got a little bit more strict. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the legend has it that people used to be able to grow a certain number of plants, possess a certain amount, um, you know, and things how like you, that. How long ago do you think that was? I mean, years ago. Years probably. ago. Yeah. I, I mean, had, yeah. so did you get a feeling of how uh, <clears throat> pervasive cannabis is on a cultural level amongst just casual users or you cannot even sense that it's not like walking around brooklyn where it's required to smoke it exactly exactly i did not nobody's passing dutchies i didn't come across any weed ninjas where you just like smell or see smoke and you don't see any it was was really low-key um and and I, I was I was kind of surprised because usually you'll see hints of it there, like oh, there's a head shop or there's a smoke shop or there's just someone taking a break from work or. But there it's was really, yeah, was, really. But again, like I we said, we didn't see that ten years ago here, not openly. Maybe not just like, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go around Ninety Fourth Street and Columbus Avenue because okay. we was well, New York not, and San Francisco yeah. New York and San are different. Okay. It, yeah, and really know, have Manhattan. Yeah, no, Brooklyn. Bogota's so. huge. I mean, there's estimates between seven and ten million people live there. I mean, it's a huge, sprawling it city. It's, yeah. it's the, the, the it has like gobbled up other towns, kind of like like Philadelphia used to be this small town, and it's gobbled up other communities. Mm. So I wanted. I know all our fans are looking for a Cannabusters episode, but we are. A little tight with time. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we're going to be coming back maybe next week have, or the next week and ew. have some fun little things coming up in the near future. I like fun things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to take a break from Cannabusters because people started making all my fake stories true. And that's... <laughs> But I try to talk about CBD sports bras, and then someone goes off and makes it. I'm Wait, just like, it's, dude, and you're here's right, an though. observation Jayhan and I have made, and we don't think we're crazy on this, what? but we noticed it that once we were talking about stuff and posting some of our podcasts from Cannabusters, 
that it was appearing in the news. It was crazy. Like, I know a couple of times Comedy Central's um, uh, Trevor Noah's show yep. was doing some really? things like after we had talked about it for a couple Well, of there's a connection straight to Trevor Noah's uh-huh. show through our brother Greer. So I would not be surprised. All right. Well, yep. if I see a brand of hemp cat litter. It's on. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude. <It's> just- <laughs> Copyright, copyright, copyright. copyright. <laughs> so started here. We've given a whole bunch of products on our I show. Know. So. I know. Um, we have. We need to keep that list going. But what's nice about taking a break from Cannabusters is there's been so many weird stories out there about cannabis. I can't wait. To load up. Oh, it's going to be good. And we got to bring on some good guests. I'll eat up anybody you bring reigning on. Reigning so. champ right yeah. now. <laughs> bring them on. Jr. Oh, my God. Bring them on. I'm eventually going to win a game. Eventually. Eventually. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Great show. Season two is on. Second show. Can't wait for the third episode. You guys will have a ball next week. Yep, we are. All right. And um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Happy trails. Happy trails.